What's up, Well That's Good fam? Welcome back to the Well That's Good podcast. Happy Wednesday to everybody. Y'all, we have a special guest. She is not new on this show. We have heard some of her advice, but she has more to give. I cannot wait to have this conversation with my good friend, Demi Tebow. Demi, welcome back and happy birthday month. Oh, thank you so much. It's always so fun to just get to speak with you and see you. Um, I actually knew we actually didn't see each other too long ago because someone won a K-Love Award for this series podcast. So I just want to say congratulations Crazy. again. It was Thank I was you. so honored to be there and to just sit beside you and to be able to just cheer you on. So just congratulations again and just amazing what you get to do with this podcast oh and thank you just the lives that you get to impact and inspire and just as your friend just so proud of you thank you that truly means so much it was so fun to be there together and um you know for all of you people who saw me at the caleb awards and saw my baller outfit uh demi was my stylist <laughs> so shout out to demi and you crushed it friend no I, pressure I, like, no she crushed it i texted her i was like hey so i have this thing coming up and i'm really out of touch with fancy outfits so i need your help and she hit me up it was so awesome like this is like a WTG, a oh, well that's good moment, was when I show up to the Caleb Awards and I'm wearing this all white sequins pantsuit and Demi's wearing this all black like slick look. It's like so nice and I'm like, oh girl, you look so good. And she was like, thank you. I was between the white and the black, but I knew you were wearing white and I'm a good friend and I didn't want to do that to you. And I was like, that is so sweet. I mean, I would that's just a good be friend. the worst friend. I would never do that. You crushed it. You wore it so well. You looked awesome. Thanks, and um, I just loved your speech. And I actually thank didn't you. know that's where, whoa, that's good uh, name came from. So Isn't that, cool? that was a a, a good thing that I got to learn you know say so it's so funny I was when you texted me and you're like hey friend I got this thing can you do you mind like helping me out I was like on um what's those things that you like walk within the gym like elliptical walker uh, yeah um, like because I've been traveling we were in the Philippines and I was in the hotel's gym in the Philippines like just getting a quick sweat in because I haven't worked out in like weeks and I was like okay today is the day and I was like just drenched and just when I was like looking to take a break I saw your name popping up and so (laughs) I I was like wiping the sweat off of my phone (laughs) trying to type you like text you back and um that was that was just yeah, that's time. awesome. And hey, you, you got it. Even with the sweat and all things, you made me look awesome. Um, well, yes, it is birthday month for you. It's birthday month for me. I just had my birthday and we were just talking about how we invited you and Tim to our hilarious birthday party this year where we will be doing karaoke, but you have to come as the person of the song that you're singing. So like if you're coming and you're singing, you know, Uptown Funk, then you are showing up as Bruno Mars. And so we send y'all this invitation and Sally, y'all can't come. And Demi was just telling me, she was like, you have to get this on video. And so for the sake of everyone yeah. listening, I, mean, I will I will give video I'm to everyone. Texting someone because I, I saw who's all going to be there. I'm DMing someone. I'm like, hey, I have to have footage of this. <laughs> it's going to be hilarious. Can you reveal who you're going to be or no? 
Look, is it's it a surprise? A, it is a surprise. But if okay. y'all, y'all, I, once we do it, it will be blasted. Like y'all will see our performances out there in the world. The real funny one is going to be Christian Huff because most of y'all have seen his <laughs> dance moves and his singing is a is a close tie it's, as far as which as is better. It's just as good as his dance moves. It's, okay, it's just as good. It. It's it's hard to beat okay. his dance moves, but it might be better. So that'll be fun. But look, our birthday is silly and it's fun, but your birthday, you're doing something much more meaningful and impactful, and I am right there to get behind all of it. So tell us about how you're spending your birthday and the campaign that you have going on to help some amazing children over in the Philippines. Yeah. Sadie, the Philippines is such a special um, place to both me and Tim. For those of you guys that's listening that didn't know this, Tim, my husband, was actually born in the Philippines. His parents Mm. were missionaries, and he grew up there for the first, I think, five years of his life. And when I won Miss Universe, the first country that I visited, like literally a week after, uh, was the Philippines. And it's just become a really special place to both Tim and I. Sadie, the Philippines is such a special country. I feel like it is just one of the most joyful cultures, places, like warm, welcoming cultures that Mm -hmm. I've ever experienced. And um, I love going back, but I will tell you in the last couple of years, my heart has been so broken for the Philippines. Mm -hmm. Um, The Philippines, about 80% of children in the Philippines are extremely vulnerable to something called OSEC or some people call it CSAM and it basically stands for the online exploitation, um, online sexual exploitation of children. Wow. And the worst thing about that is that 80% of child exploitation is perpetrated by a relative hmm. and listen to this, 42% by a parent. Wow. And that is just absolutely heartbreaking. So you would think that, okay, you know, we're rescuing these children. I mean, it's just the amount of number of kids that need help, that need saving is, I mean, I don't even know if you can put a number to that um, because it's not something that happens necessarily publicly. It's so hard to find and to mm. narrow down. Um, and then the worst thing is you, you do – get to a point where okay we we get to rescue these kids we um have partners in the philippines um compassionate hope and we have the tebow the compassionate hope tebow village of hope campus that's currently housing um multiple children uh sibling groups um families Mm -hmm. cousins um and you might think well you know they, they get rescued why why can't they be reintegrated with their families or why can't they go back to their parents well it's because it's exactly the place that they are supposed to be the safest in yeah. that is that that are their perpetrators yeah. that are serving us it's happening in their own homes it wow. happens by if it's not a parent um it's an aunt an uncle a neighbor a close relative and that is the just super mm. sad part about it um there's a couple wow. of factors that lead to this taking place and honestly the the, the majority is one, the amount of poverty in the Philippines. So it's just the amount of families that find themselves in desperation and in a vulnerable moment where they think that selling their child is going, you know, is their only way out to feed the other child. And hmm. in my opinion, no parent should ever have to decide which child they need to sell today in yeah. order to feed another. Yeah. Um, so that is something that we're heavily fighting against. And then the second thing that leads to online sexual exploitation of children, in specifically the Philippines, is that the Philippines is such a big English-speaking 
country. And the biggest consumer of OSEC or CSAM is uh, English speaking countries. That wow. includes the United States, right wow. here where we are right now. Um, wow. The United States is one of the biggest, if not the biggest consumer. Wow. And it's absolutely revolting. And you know what, Sadie? It's so sad and it's absolutely heartbreaking that, you know, we might not be able to get to everyone in our lifetime. Um, yeah. And we can only pray for so many lives that we won't be able to touch ourselves. But yeah. you're just reminded that even just one life is worth that fight. Right. Wow, Demi, that is just wild to even learn about and I know that so many people who are you know listening to this podcast it's probably the first time they've ever even considered something like that happening you know because it's just so evil you can't even almost fathom that being reality but you know friends who are listening just let it sink in I know it's hard to to think about but that those are people who are just like you kids who are growing up um whose parents it's not that I mean they're that evil it's that they're in impossible situations you know a lot of them you know might be just have horrible intentions and a lot of them are just in impossible situations and you know we're in a position where we're able to help and I love what you said at the beginning how it's almost like this crazy impossible number where you look at it and you're like, we're probably not going to get to see all of those people saved in our lifetime. But at the same time, we can see some and that's worth it. But in order to do that, we have to help. We have to do our part. And I think sometimes you look at the world and you see the evil and you think, you know, who am I? What can I do? But Jesus says, you're the light of the world. Go be the light of the world. Go be the hands and feet of Jesus. Go give what you have to give. Go serve in the way that you can serve. And so y'all set a great tone for that, and y'all invite people in to be a part. And so for those listening, how can they get to be a part of what y'all are doing and help out with this awesome uh, campaign? Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries and thrillers, business and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, 
thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just now on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500-500. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500-500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash sadie rob summer that's 20 percent off your summer adventure at kiwico k-i-w-i-c-o dot com slash sadie rob summer yeah i love that sadie i so agree with you you know we are co-labors with god and we have a job that needs to get done he always shows up he always does his job he always does his, plays his part but we have to be able to do the same and you know what i don't know what what everyone listening to they might be called to something completely different you know they might be called to a different organization it doesn't necessarily have to be the tim Tebow foundation or um you know what it might be a completely different cause but i just love to encourage you that if you're listening to this go up, get up today, go and step up and go and support something that has the ability to have an everlasting impact. I decided to title this uh, birthday fundraiser as the everlasting crown. Um, And that's kind of the theme that we've been following for the birthday fundraiser. And our goal is to raise $200,000 that will be able to fund 
four new homes on the Compassionate Hope, Thibaut Village of Hope campus. And um, say awesome. that will be able, it gives me chills, that will be able to house 80 children at Come a time. On. That's awesome. And, you know, that's not just 80 children now, that's 80 children now. And when they graduate from the program or when they graduate high school and they go to college, that's 80 more children and 80 wow. more children. And, you know, that's just four homes for the time being. Um, but that is what essentially this fundraiser will be able to do. And so we've set a goal of uh, uh, raising $200,000. You can visit simtibafoundation.org. You can follow along on social media, um, on my personal profile. We've got links up where you can give um, and where you can learn more about the cause. And then actually just as a prelude to the um to the fundraiser, we've also I partnered with the Tim Dewey Foundation and we wrote a five-day free devotional that anyone can That's download. Awesome. And it really just explains the meaning behind this fundraiser. Uh, when I got to the Philippines, I have learned about so many of the kids' stories. Um, I've been able to pray for them. I've been able awesome. to know their names. But Sadie, meeting them in person, even though I knew this, meeting them in person, meeting Ellie for the first time in person. Mm. I followed her story, getting to give her a hug, getting to sit down wow. with her and have a glass of mango juice. Awesome. Uh, you know, it just reminds you that, gosh, these kids like have dreams and they have yes. hopes. And thank goodness they have dreams and they ho have hopes and um, they have hope that they can have a future because someone cared enough to do something about their situation. Awesome. I got to sit down with Ellie and I just want to share this quick story because I just felt like, I mean, it was so impactful to me. Mm. Um, but I sat down with Ellie and I got to have a conversation with her and she was, she alongside um, her siblings and her cousins were trafficked by her mom and her aunt. Wow. And she was trafficked for multiple years from a young age. Um, and just her story is unimaginable, Sadie. But I got to sit down with her and just to see the joy, the genuine joy that she has wow. in her eyes and the genuine hope that she has in her eyes um, was so inspiring mm. and motivating to just go and chase after the wow. next the next Ellie. You yeah. know, and I asked her, I asked her a specific question. I said, Ellie, you look so happy right now. Mm. But I know that there was a time in your life where things weren't great. Can you mm. Like, give me one or a couple of words that would explain your feeling towards the past and towards how you're feeling now. And she kind of used a peculiar word, something that I completely did not expect. She said, flower. Hmm. And I was like, huh, you know, Ellie, what do you mean by flower? And she said, Demi, a couple of years ago, I felt like just a, lit, a dead little plant that had no heart had no feeling I felt like a mm. robot like I just I didn't care I wasn't sad I wasn't happy I was just numb wow and the Lord has transformed my life into a beautiful blossoming flower wow and she said you know what Demi one day when I graduate high school I want to go and study to become a lawyer because I want to be able to be a voice for kids like myself like my siblings like my cousins that didn't have a voice that wasn't wow. able to fight back for ourselves. Mm. Um, so, you know, just knowing that, gosh, like it's, it's real kids, it's not just yeah. something you see on social media or on Instagram that seems so far away in a completely different country yeah. uh, that we might not be familiar with at all. Yeah. 
That's so good, Demi. And I love how you're, like, that is such a good picture of how she used to feel and how she feels now. And I think you right. have to realize, like, because sometimes you think, like, okay, this has already happened to them, so their hopes and dreams are already ruined. But no, like, they're still alive. They're still real. They still have life ahead of them. And when you give them hope, sometimes that's all they need to really step into their future. And, you know, we had a similar situation recently. We were in the Dominican Republic, and we have, like, grown up with these kids. We've been there. Someone in our family has been there every year since I was 11, if not all of us. I've missed a couple years here and there for different things. Um, But it was so cool. We had, like, a testimony day uh, when we were there a month ago. And so many of them said the same thing. They were like, you know, before we met y'all, we just felt like we were unloved and we didn't matter and all this stuff because they were orphans. And they said, and then we met y'all and it wasn't y'all that did it, but it was y'all showing us Christ's love. And then one of the kids said, um, because of the love of God I've come to know from meeting y'all, that is what I want to spend every day of my life doing for others is loving people like y'all and God has loved me. And it's just so cool. Like you talked about kind of that multiplication factor that it's not just 80 kids. It's 80 kids who are going to impact 80 more and it's 80 more. It's going to impact 80 more. And that's how you see change happen. And so you're not going to be the one that saves the world, but you're going to be a part of it. And so when you reach that one person who's just like your friend who feels like a flower now, like imagine the different people that she's going to go speak to that's going to water the garden of so many other people's life. And so just don't underestimate the power of what you can do by getting involved with something like this. And like uh, Demi is so kind to say, it doesn't have to be the Tebow Foundation, but from me saying it to y'all, that's a great place to start. If you don't know how to get involved and you want to make a good change in the world, they're doing great great things. Um, Demi, I want to talk to you about Everlasting Crown because you touched on this a little bit. You touched on the Devo. And one thing I want to talk to you about is because we've heard you talk about in other podcasts that you've been on that these crowns that we wear as far as pageant crowns, they they fade. They go away. They literally will take it off your head and they will put it on someone else's head. But then there are Everlasting Crowns from the Bible that we literally talk about, that the Bible talks about, that are going to last forever. Um, One thing that you told me about that I thought was so interesting is just the preparation that goes behind trying to get an earthly crown, like all the preparation of trying to get a, to be, you know, Miss Universe. I can't even imagine how much prep goes into that. But what's kind of the difference in maybe preparation or maybe even some similarities um, that you've noticed as you journey to get earthly crowns and as you journey to get um, eternal crowns. Is there like something that you can check yourself for of like, okay, man, I'm acting as if I'm working for an earthly crown and not eternal. Um, kind of give us some guidelines as we walk through and notice the difference between those two. Yeah. Sadie, Paul writes in the, in, um, Corinthians 9, 25, well, first Corinthians 9, 25, he writes, don't chase perishable crowns. And mm-hmm. what he was referring to in the Bible is there was the Isthmian Games as comparable to the Olympic Games was big deal back in the day. It was like 20 minutes down the street, like from where Paul is writing to the, to the church of Corinth, writing about the Isthmian Games. And what he was referring to just for context is that the, the winners of the Isthmian Games of these like super intense athletic games that literally these athletes spent years for preparing. I mean, there were even like speculation that some of the athletes died just because of the intensity of the games like it was I mean it was a really big deal back then and for it being such a big deal such a big deal that athletes were willing to give up their lives for you know what they won they got a wreath great Mm -hmm. I got a I got a crown right it was made out of like 
hundreds of pearls and diamonds and was very wow. like monetarily valuable and it was beautiful. These athletes got a wreath made out of pine and celery leaves. Wow. And talk about a perishable crown, <laughs> right. right? That is definitely something that doesn't last. And, mm. you know, I, I went back and I asked myself the question, okay, well, what does it mean? Paul says, we don't need to chase perishable crowns, but imperishable crowns, crowns that last forever. What does that mean? As believers, I think that that means something to the extent of what what has the ability to have an everlasting impact for the kingdom. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. And a question that I asked myself was like, okay, well, exactly. I think the way that you stated that question is so perfect because something that I got to Sadie is the earthly crowns that I'm chasing are the things in my life that are temporary. Yeah. You see, when I handed over my beautiful pearl and diamond crown to the next Miss Universe who was so deserving, I handed over my confidence. I handed over what I thought was my passion, my purpose in yeah. life. Everything that I had put my passion and purpose and meaning in my life into lasted yeah. literally a year. Yeah. And I handed that back. And you see, it doesn't mean that we can't strive for things that are competitive or we can't strive yeah. to do good things. We can't strive yeah. to win awards or to get a salary raise or to get a bigger role in the company. It doesn't yeah. mean that we can't do those things. It doesn't mean that those things are bad. Yeah. But I think the question that we need to ask is why are we chasing those things? It's good. Are we chasing that just for ourselves? Or yeah. is there a bigger reason behind that? And I'm so grateful for the platform that I gained through being Miss Universe. I'm so grateful for the community that I gained through Miss Universe because it has enabled me to be able to reach so many more people than I ever would have that's been right. able to reach. And for that, I'm so that's thankful. Right. I'm so honored. And that's something that I will cherish forever. But you see, that's I good. don't want it to just stop there. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're in sports or I don't know, whatever you're into, mm -hmm. I just want to urge you to not let it stop just on that sports field yes. or just on that stage. How can it's you good. use that to make a lasting impact? And so that's really where the Everlasting Crown um, title or theme originated from. Um, so awesome. that's a little bit. I love that. And Demi, that's so relatable. Like not everybody is Miss Universe, but everybody has something that they, you know, uh, put too much emphasis on as, as if that's their identity, as if that's where their confidence, that's where their joy is held. And so many people do that in high school. You know, they're like a high school football star and then they go to college and they're they're not the high school football star or, or they're, you know, the most popular girl in school and they go to college and they can't find their groove or whatever. And, and you realize, oh, wait, I put so much confidence in who everybody knew me as and not really in who I am and who I'm created to be. And you know, when you strip it all back, you have to be able to realize that who you are without any of the extra added stuff is enough. You know, it's it's enough to build the kingdom. And um, man, it's enough for God to be proud of you and to be grateful for you because he made you exactly who you are. So what a good message to me. Um, so I want to ask you, because you talked about these kids having hopes and dreams and all these things. You know, we know you as Miss Universe, who's married to Tim, who has this organization, who does amazing things. But whenever you were little, like, what are some of the things that you hoped and dreamed about? Like if you didn't grow up to be Miss Universe, what do you think you would have been doing based off Demi's uh, young girl dreams? 
Gosh, Sadie, I think it started off with me. Um, actually, you and I spoke about this before. Um, it, it's so funny because I felt like we had very similar hopes and dreams in a lot of yeah, ways as little girls. But I always like dreamed of being like the president of the country. And then later on, I wanted yes. to be a lawyer. And I actually, not a lot of people know this about me, but I actually pursued a legal career um, for like six months until wow. I found myself I was working at a law firm um just gaining experience interning and I wow. found myself on the floor crying with clients about their situation and I was like yep I am just way <laughs> too emotionally invested in this this is probably not gonna work oh my so gosh. Uh, business management and entrepreneurship was the way I then ended up going but that was a great six months of learning and yes. you know that's kind of something I wish I had done more of because I think in our minds we make up what something is supposed to be and then you get there and it might not always be that way and therefore we get disappointed or we just don't have a realistic expectation and so for kids listening to this like go and do as many internships as you possibly can go and learn go and like try out different things I wish I had done that more of I think in the U.S. I have to learn that internship is a way bigger thing than it is in South Africa for a whole multiple reasons that we don't need to get into. But um, that that is something that I have kind of just loved from, yeah. you know, whenever I meet someone that has a child in high school or they're like, yeah, they're interning at this company. And I think it's so yeah. great because you have this opportunity to learn. Like, don't just go and do an internship so that it looks good on your resume one day or, you know, so yeah. that you have something to write on your, go and do it. Like, it's so awesome getting to learn awesome. about different things yeah. that you can do one day when you grow up. Why yeah. would you not, you know? Why would you not? I love that. And I think because, I almost think it might be because in church culture, we talk so much about like, do what you're called to do, do what you're purpose to do and all that kind of stuff that we think yeah. that our first job has to be like our entire calling, you know? Yeah. And I don't think that's the case. Like uh, Louis preached a message recently that I thought was so good. And he said, you were called to be a reflection of the image of Christ, period. That's what you're called to do. So whether you're going to do that at the internship in law school or you're going to do that, you know, um, working at Starbucks, you're going to do that when you move to Colorado to pursue skiing, like wherever it is. Like if you're being a reflection of the image of God, if you're being a light in the world, if you're loving God and you're loving people, then you're doing what you're called to do. And so you know, friends, you don't have to put so much pressure on yourself thinking, well, you know, I'm not going to be a lawyer. That's not what I feel called to. So I'm not going to do this internship. No, that internship is probably going to teach you so much about what you actually want to do and who you are and strengthen your skill sets and put tools in your toolbox. And, you know, in that moment, you know, you're sitting there crying with the people. And obviously that wasn't right for for that space. But now here you are in the Philippines crying for the unjust, the injustice in that situation and going and getting people to rally behind you to help a bad situation. And so, yeah, that actually showed you more about who you are and cultivated you into the space that, that, that you're in. And so you just never know. Everything is used. God uses everything in every season. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. Yeah, I so agree. And I also think that, you know, sometimes when you try something new, um, it's not, it doesn't necessarily show you always like what it is that you want to pursue, but it might show you also the things that you don't want to pursue. And That's to true. me, I'm thankful for those moments because that is clarity as well. You know, That's so I, true. it doesn't, 
a, a no also is clarity. It doesn't just have to be a yes. Like, yes, this yeah. is what you need to do. Um, so I think that's something that we can get held up on so easily. You're right. That's so true. I love that. So good. Okay, so for those listening, obviously we talked about some big topics. We talked about helping people around the world and going after, you know, things that you want to do and your calling and reflection of the image of God. But then there are also like things that I feel like we might think would be like a shallow thing that we would struggle with, but it's just true. And Demi and I were talking about this recently because I was in a situation where I honestly just felt a little peer pressure. And I was like so embarrassed that I felt peer pressured and so embarrassed by how embarrassed I was to not really stand up to what I felt called to do. And here I am, I'm 25 years old. I love the Lord with all my heart, mind and soul. I am doing, you know, the things in my life that I feel, you know, I mean, I'm honoring God, doing all these things. But yet, I also am married. I have a kid. Like all these things. Just saying that to say, I'm not in high school. I'm not in middle school. I'm not in college. And yet, I still felt peer pressure. And yet, I still had a moment where I was embarrassed to say something that I felt God was leading me to do. And so, there are some things that we feel embarrassed to even talk about. Like we struggle with peer pressure. Maybe we struggle with jealousy or envy or insecurity or whatever it is but those things are so real um and you were so sweet to me and you even like shed a tear for me and encouraged me to you know really own who like I'm called to be and what God's doing in my life and it was so encouraging to hear you and Tim like speak to me in that way because y'all are living like a similar lifestyle like y'all are living and I don't mean similar lifestyle and we travel a lot and we do a lot I'm talking about similar lifestyle we're 100% pursuing the Lord and so for the girls out there and guys who are listening who are like look I want to change the world but to be honest I just struggle with peer pressure like I'm just struggling with like being confident in my sorority to let them know that I'm a believer I'm just struggling you know at a coffee shop to say God bless you to the person who uh, gives me my coffee can you speak a little bit into having those moments of feeling maybe a little bit, um, I guess, just not having the confidence to live out your faith fully and how to get past those peer pressure moments. Yeah. Uh, Sadie, I think it's something that if we all had to be honest, like we all experience in some capacity or another. And those moments are hard. They are sucky. They're not great. You kind of feel um, our, our pastor here at 1122 here in Jacksonville, he said it so well one time. He said, you know what? When you feel convicted about something, it's so easy for the enemy to jump in and say, no, you're not convicted. You need to feel shame for that. You need yeah. to feel shameful for that. But you know what? That, praise the Lord that you feel conviction and focus yes. on that truth because I think that conviction just means that you care. It means yep. that the Holy Spirit is prompting you that something isn't right. And, you know, in those moments, it's it's really hard to be obedient. I have been, yep. gosh, I've walked away from so many situations where I'm like, I just fell on my heart. I needed to say something about it and I didn't. And that moment yep. has passed and I'm never going to see these people again. And yep. I just, I wasn't obedient. And you yep. know what? Those, those moments, it's so easy to feel shame but instead I've tried to focus on just knowing that okay I was convicted and I'm going to use this to do better next time and it's good. honestly Sadie like it reminds me so much of the story of um of Ruth and Naomi in the Bible mm -hmm. where Ruth um well we don't need to get into the, the whole story but basically <laughs> 
their husbands all passed and um, Naomi was Ruth's mother-in-law. Her husband passed, Ruth's husband passed. The right thing that in that time, in that culture to do was for Ruth to marry the next son, but that son also passed. So mm. all the women was just kind of left like having to figure it out by themselves. And yeah. Ruth's sister-in-law decided to stay in their hometown and to not go away to make a new life there for her she had people she knew there she's gonna stay there but Ruth just really felt called to go and accompany Naomi her mother-in-law to the her hometown back to where she's from even though that was a very uncomfortable and culturally probably not even appropriate thing for her to have done back in that day but you know what the God like the Lord blessed uh Ruth just by her obedience in so many ways that she's literally a part of Jesus's lineage Um, you know like praise the Lord there's so much just I think blessing that can come from being obedient and listen it's not easy it's hard it's sucky moments sometimes and you know what you might not see the fruit from your obedience immediately but I know that there will be rewards waiting for you at some point. 100%. That's so good. And I love that you brought up Ruth because I think a lot of times whenever we start to feel that peer pressure, if you will, from our convictions is when there's other people around you who are also believers or also good people and they don't feel convicted, then you're like, well, if they don't feel it, then then I shouldn't feel it. You know, if right. they don't feel this, and then you just kind of like silence your conviction and you just go with the crowd. And Ruth could have very easily done what I believe Orpa was the sister's name. Because, I don't hey, remember, she's not like yeah. a bad person. She's just moving on. She's going on to do other things. And she could have been like, well, I feel this conviction, but I mean, you know what? I could just do that because she's a good person too. And I think those are the moments I fall into. It's not like whenever I'm around people who are just going crazy, I'm like, oh, I want to go crazy. Right. No. No, it's not that. It's like when I'm with good people and maybe we're talking about something that everyone else feels comfortable talking about, but I just feel convicted by it. Like it's in those moments that I can't compare my convictions and have to really be obedient to what God's put on my heart. And you really do find that even when you step out and even when it's awkward for a moment, like I always say, five seconds of awkward can save you from a lifetime of regret. Sometimes it's not big as a lifetime, but moments of regret, months of regret, weeks of regrets, just hours of regret. And uh, man, it's always worth it. That's so good. Um, I want to finish this, by the way, I started it even just by talking about what a good friend you are and even just in a silly context, not wearing white because you knew I was wearing white. And I know that's silly and it's funny, but so many girls just aren't out for each other's good like that. You know, like if they knew their friend was wearing white, they'd be trying to find the best outfit they could find, you know, because they knew what their person's wearing. And I think that that comes from this like competitive nature inside of us and you know, coming from a pageant background where you're literally trained to compete, like trained to have the best dress, trained to look the best, uh, have the best, I don't know if y'all did swimwear, but swim body and trained to all to speak the best and all that kind of stuff. I feel like even if you're not in the pageant world, you still feel that way. Like you want to show up and you want to look the best. You want to be um, the funniest. You want to be this or that or whatever. Um, talk to me about how you fight against that because, you know, so many girls out there, it's, it's hard to be a sister and a friend when you're not out for your sister's good, you know? And so how do you fight against those feelings of wanting to be the best, look the best, always have the best, um, and you're able to like cheer people on whenever it's, it's their moment to have. Mm. I can't remember who this was, but someone once told me 
you know, Demi, no one will ever be able to be you. And mm-hmm. I think in that sense, it might have come from more of a worldly perspective. And that was something that a piece of advice that was given to me that I like really held on to because I was like, it, you know, you get to Miss Universe and there's like 95 girls that's competing yeah. with one another. And there's like five color swimsuits. So obviously like a bunch of you are going to wear the same color or the same like opening outfit that was sponsored by, you know, beautiful designer. And like, there's just going to be some of you that end up wearing the same thing. So, you know, it's really hard not to compare. And um, I think in so many ways in our life, like we can feel like, you know, but oh, they're going to tackle the same theme that I'm tackling or they're going to do the same thing here. So I have to be better. But I think as I matured and as I grew older, that that um, quote is still very relevant to me and I feel like I still apply it to my life. But I feel like I've had to go back and realize, okay, but why is no one going to be able to be you? And that doesn't come from a place of arrogance or, um, you know, I think like no one can, I'm untouchable. Like no one, that's definitely not where it comes from. Yeah. I think it comes from knowing who, that no one will ever be able to be me because God made me, um, in his image for a specific plan and purpose for my life. That's right. And that, and believing in that, that That's plan right. that God has for you, not That's for right. everyone else, but for your life specifically and having not confidence in your abilities because they are limited, but having yeah. confidence in God's abilities because they That's are right. unlimited. They're That's never right. ending. And he is always going to have a better plan and purpose for your life than you can ever imagine. And say right. so like, honestly, just believing that, like we read that in the Bible, we read Psalm 139, mm-hmm. um, I think 14 to 15, where it says you're knit together in your mother's womb, you're fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, but why? Because like really just believing that. I think once yes. I started actually truly believing that in my life yeah. and believing in not my plan or purpose for my life but God's plan and purpose for my That's life right. and I think then we get to the point where we can so easily be like oh you know everything will work out it will all be fine God's got a plan and purpose well that's where I'll tell you well don't stop working in the waiting period because yeah it doesn't just mean that you need to put up your hands and everything's gonna fall into place and fall into your lap I think that's where we still gotta work even in the times where we feel like we're in a waiting period come on come on girl preach that is so good I'm like getting fired up over here because I know so many people (laughs) need that so many people need that. So many people need to be reminded that the reason why you can be confident is not because you look around and you're better than everybody else. That's not the case. When you look around, you're actually going to feel insecure because the minute you start comparing yourself is when you're going to get insecure. But when you realize there's no sense in comparing because you're not a copy of anybody else. You were yep. originally designed by the God who created all of creation. The same God that made the sun and the moon made you and called you good. And that's when you realize and you sink like, let that reality sink in. Let Psalms 139 sink in for a minute. You were knit together in your mother's womb, formed perfectly without blemish. Like that's when you realize, oh, shoot, like there is no reason 
to be insecure. There is no reason to feel the need to strive to be better than another because because you can't be because you are the best. You just got to be the best version of you that you can possibly be. That's what God created you for, not to be better than everybody else, but to be the best version of you. And so I just, I love everything you said, Demi. It's always so awesome to have you on the podcast. Uh, for those of you who are listening, who have been encouraged, please go follow Demi on Instagram because she puts out so many great things like we've already talked about. She has the Everlasting Crowns Bible study right now that you can download or Diva that you can download for free at timtubafoundation.org. Uh, follow along her and Tim's journey and get involved with what they're doing. Demi, thanks again for just being such a light and being such a great friend. I appreciate you and always grateful to have you on the Well That's Good podcast. Oh, thank you, Sadie. I appreciate you so much and happy birthday month. Woo-hoo! Happy birthday to you too. Yeah, we get to love share one. Friend. I love it. Aww. Love you, friend. <laughs>